True Story, a documentary video and podcast interview series, almost everything you ever wanted to know about Eastern European documentary film. In-depth interviews, analysis, field reports, live events, and much, much more with your curious and enthusiastic hosts, Ivona Remundová and Nicole Jennifer Edelman. This series is brought to you by the Institute of Documentary Film in Prague and Film New Europe. Can I say it because it's a spoiler? There's also a really fantastic moment with a dog. We invited him on the stage. Spoiler alert! Welcome listeners, we're happy to have you here today. I'm excited to share this moment with Pavla Klinishova. She's the executive producer of the important and critical look into what really can happen on the internet with our children. Caught in the Net is the name of the film and can currently be seen in cinemas. So welcome, Pavla. So happy to have you here with us today. Thank you for having me. Um, I watched the film and it really moved me and it made an indelible mark on, uh, on a question of what we can do. So I want to start off this conversation with how did Viet and Bara pitch the film to you in the first place and what was your initial response? They came to me after two months uh, while they were working on it, uh, so they uh, had already done some research mm. and they told me that uh, the problem of sexual uh, abuse online on children is much bigger than we actually thought mm. and that they would like to make a film about it and that uh, in the time of the research they made a profile on a local uh, social media uh, of a girl who was 12 mm -hmm. and they uh, used uh, authentic uh, photos of a girl and And uh, in one group they just posted, I'm bored, and some smiley faces. And they closed the computer and uh, they said, okay, we are expecting they may be in a week or two, some creators might contact us. And when uh, we uh, opened the computer again after five hours, he was super shocked because in this uh, five hours, the profile was contacted by 86 different men from the age of 21 to 68. And most of uh, the messages were uh, right from the beginning uh, based on sexual stuff. Some of them was just like, how high, how are you? And when they saw the scale of uh, the problem, they knew that definitely mm. there needs to be independent documentary film that's going to show this and an outreach campaign that's going to follow. Pavla Klamishova is a young producer based in Prague, the Czech Republic. Pavla holds a bachelor's degree in journalism from Charles University and is currently pursuing a master's degree in film and television production from FAMU, the Film and Television Academy of the Performing Arts, also in Prague. She's the producer of the documentary film Caught in the Net about online child abuse by acclaimed directing duo Vit Klusak and Barbara Chalupova. She is also working on another film with Halupova entitled Gay Odyssey, about same-sex marriages in the Czech Republic and the public discussion about it. Currently, she is developing a short film with director Veronika Yelshikova called The Traveler, starring Hollywood actor Jeffrey Rush. This film was recently supported by the Czech Film Fund and Czech Television, while also working on a second film directed by Shimon Holi called Thinking David. In 2019, Pavla established the production company Helium Film with fellow producer Barbara Baigarova.
Vietz very clearly in the film talks about him being a parent. And what was the initial impetus for him, for Bara? Like, where was it? Did there was was there a moment where, with his own children, he realized how predatory the internet is? Uh, I think uh, it was for all the crew, not just for Veet or Bara, that uh, during the shooting, when we were in contact with the predators and we saw how far they are willing to go, how they are manipulating the children, how uh, they can uh, use uh, techniques that are super sweet to get uh, to know the child and get uh, under their skin. And afterwards, they can switch the behavior in uh, one minute and start to blackmail or post uh, photos of them on some porn sites and things like this you realize that's a huge problem that the whole society needs to talk about it Mm -hmm. and actually do something about it because it's not uh, something that only parents uh, can uh, uh, solve Uh, uh, we have to include teachers the kids as well to talk about it with them so they know what to do and what not to do on the internet or even the politicians so maybe uh, the laws get changed a little bit so it's uh, a much uh, bigger serious bigger problem than what is now and uh, what shocked me the most was how the predators were willing to go really far mm-hmm. and we were there the whole crew and we had the psychologists and sexologists on set and we talked about it and even though I'm not a 12 year old girl and we had all this support there uh, I was 30 at the time when we were shooting it I was super affected by it and I cannot imagine how it must be for actually a real 12 year old kid who is alone on, on this and uh, then something happens and he or she doesn't have anyone to talk to so uh, I think it's a serious problem Film New Europe is one of the top news publications for film professionals around the world with news about 18 countries delivered to its audience daily. Join the network of Europe's most successful film professionals at www.filmneweurope.com. It's a very strong film. Uh, We'll be sharing the trailer. Caught in the Net is the name of the piece. It's a really profound and important documentary film. So continuing this conversation, this is a bit esoteric, but where do you think in our society this cognitive dissonance begins? Where we'll use language, oh, that man, he's a decent guy. You know, oh no, he's the the leader of that group, that camp. And we'll talk specifically about one of the, the predators in a minute, but where do you think this behavior comes from where we sexualize and disconnect desire from the knowledge that they are children, the evolutionary knowledge that their brains are not functioning as women's do or young men, their children, where do you think that disconnect starts in our in our society? Uh, for me, uh, that was one of the biggest questions that uh, I came to the project with because I wanted to understand yeah. why the predators actually do it, what's their motivation, yeah. uh, because I couldn't understand that uh, they are approaching uh, small kids. And uh, throughout the project, I understood that there are several different motivations. Uh, three to five percent of these men are actually diagnosed as pedophiles. Okay. Uh, but the rest 
priest is diagnosed as a, a psychologically healthy sexual right. healthy man and um, most of these men are afraid to approach a woman of their own age because they feel that uh, she would reject them and the child is much easier victim uh, because they don't know how to protect themselves uh, that much and uh, they are seeking for attention because uh, they would like someone to talk to mm. they like when someone tells them nice things and if you do it the uh, child is uh, totally vulnerable to your actions and I think that some of these children styling themselves to look older mm -hmm. so um, some of these predators don't even realize that they are actually talking to 12 year old kid or how much it can affect their sexual or psychological development I remember when we saw behavior of the predators I realized that most of them are not even understanding what kind of damage they can do on the uh, children and uh, they don't uh, really look critical on the whole uh, situation they are just uh, simply talking to a kid and don't really care what happens next for now 20 years the institute of documentary film has been helping documentary filmmakers and their audiences to discover and uncover a wide range of topics from important social issues to intimate stories of interesting people Documentary is no longer perceived as merely descriptions of reality in distant cultures or animal life. Documentary film has become a key catalyst of critical social change, reflecting human challenges and identifying laws or cultural rules that no longer apply while deepening the artistic practice of filmmaking. It's really interesting to me, some more of my questions will be about empathy and compassion. And even now you're sharing this with me, I just feel empathy. I feel empathy for the men who absolutely are predators, but never learned how to deal with their feelings, process their information, how to deal with rejection, how to grow up. Mm -hmm. And then they just perpetuate their behaviors on children who are in that critical place where they need to learn those skills now, you know? It feels like a hotbed of a situation that's not working, and it scares me, you know? It scares me. So what have we not known? Like, for example, you just shared some information with me. You could see that these men did not learn it in their youth how to grow up. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So now we know something. What must we do now? moving forward. I think that uh, one of the important things that uh, we have to realize is that a lot of times when you are abused as a child, yeah. you become an abuser when you are adult. Mm -hmm. So I think we are kind of dragging this baggage with us uh, mm -hmm. throughout the society. And what's very important, uh, as you mentioned, is uh, learn how to process your feelings, empathy. For example, I heard that in Norway they are teaching empathy at school as a normal subject yeah. because they realize is super important and uh, I think that uh, talking about your feelings and learning how to process them should be one of the subjects at school and we should talk about it with Absolutely. the kids because uh, I think that sometimes uh, the family uh, is not doing it so that's what and they uh, never learned happens. it themselves yes Absolutely. Um, in my own work as a leadership facilitator, it definitely is clear that empathy is a learned skill. 
So let's use that as our guide as we continue on this conversation. So it is a question of what we as viewers of this amazing piece, as well as understanding in society that this is a problem. An obscene number of men are engaging with children, like an obscene number of men. What does this mean for you personally in regards to your mission to continue on now that the, the film has been completed, right? And what can we as viewers and members of society do? What are some small tasks? Uh, we were thinking about this a lot uh, throughout the whole project. Uh, that's why we decided to blur the faces of the men because we didn't want to put the blame on certain individuals who would get lynched uh, in the street. But we wanted to open the whole topic. And one part of the outreach campaign that we do is actually aimed on the predators. Okay. Saying, maybe I might be a predator because, as I mentioned before, some of uh, these men don't realize what they are doing is wrong. And maybe when they see the film or even a trailer or the topic uh, uh, in the media, uh, they might realize that they're actually doing it. And we wanted to offer them some help. Mm -hmm. So we are okay. in contact with a health institution uh, here in uh, Prague that is focused on paraphilic. Uh, and uh, they uh, offer them uh, anonymous help that you can actually talk to someone, share the feelings and uh, learn uh, what to do and what not to do. And I think that's very important as well, mm. uh, that uh, it's not only aimed on the parents and children, but on the predators as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And then is there something, and you can think about this, and when we sum up, you can share where we can go, where we can learn more, how we can best be of service to mm -hmm. kind of eradicate this particular issue, if possible. Um, you brought up a really great point about blurring the faces of the predators. And I found that personally really interesting um, for a couple of reasons, and maybe we can talk through them. One is that the entire film, it's called Cotton the Net. It feels like entrapment, you know, which then has legal implications. So I want to talk about the legal implications, if the police were involved, and then also ethics, the ethics of documentary filmmaking. And number one is to protect the vulnerable, which I know you did, and that whatever was shared is also if everyone knew it would still be the same information. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Did these guys know that they were on, they had no idea? They had no idea they are being filmed and that was one of the reasons why they decided to blur them because we actually had the information from a lawyer uh, that uh, said uh, that uh, we could uh, leave their faces uh, visible. Okay. But we said that we don't want to do it because we don't want to ruin someone's life just because he was one of the uh, Random callers. Uh, caught in our film because it's actually happening on such a huge scale that uh, it could have been some other guys if we did it like one month after right. uh, or if the you know he was on the internet the next day, not the first day. Right. So uh, we decided that we want to blur the faces, but we uh, talked about how to do it because we knew that uh, a lot of uh, parts of the film will be the Skypes with the predators and uh, the quality of the picture there is yeah. uh, already quite low and we didn't want to blur the whole face. And okay. we uh, came up with this idea that eyes and lips carry emotion so that we are just going to blur the rest of the face and leave the eyes and the lips visible. 
and I think it's much easier to watch than if you would blur the whole face. Definitely. And you can actually see the age of the person or a little bit more than if the whole face would be blurred. Okay, so that's interesting. So the legal advice was that technically you do not even need to blur the faces, but the faces were blurred in such a way where you can still make out many details. What was the creative meaning behind the one person that Misha talks to? I'll call him the nice guy. Oh, you know? it's actually Dinka who talks to him. Oh, Dinka, okay. Can I say it because it's a spoiler? Well, spoiler alert! There is uh, this one guy we were approached by at the last day of the shoot. It was one of the last Skypes. Really? And we were like, oh my god, it's one in the morning, we are supposed to. And at 10 in the morning, the people from the construction are going to come, they are going to finish everything. Maybe let's call it a day. And she says, but I, I have one more call that might be interesting here. Uh, because this guy, Javon, talks. To, to me and so he did and suddenly the whole crew was listening and watching and after 10 days of uh, such a repulsive behavior and after um, being blackmailed and seeing stuff that you don't want to see this guy suddenly starts to protecting the girl and even though she talks to him tells him that she's 12 and they talk that she says that some people want her to send her pictures but he said no you should not do it you should never show uh, any nude pictures of yourself you should not even talk to this man and he's starting to like give her a lecture how to behave safely on the internet and he's being like very funny when mm -hmm. he does that and uh, so we decided to have his uh, face blurred but in the moment when you realize that he's actually a nice guy the mask comes down and uh, we actually contacted this guy mm -hmm. and he and we invited him to the editing room he saw uh, the whole sequence so he knows where he's gonna be shown and he gave us a permission to uh, show him and he was actually at the Prague's premiere at the uh, ceremony and uh, when the film ended we invited him on the stage and the whole cinema was clapping for him so was it? it was a nice uh, thing but I was really surprised that he, he was the only one no I know but it's, it makes a profound moment in, yeah. the, in the film, for sure, you know. But I kind of expected that we might meet more men who are going to be friendlier and decent. Or just but, more aware or cognizant. Yeah. Nice but I guess that these men don't even talk to the kids. So why would they talk to a 12-year-old if they know that it's not the, something good to do? Um, thank you for sharing that. Again, spoiler alert, but some beautiful moments in the film. Um, there's also a really fantastic moment with a dog. <laughs> I'll just leave that for you. Um, so tell me, where has this film been aired? What's its current reach? So uh, we premiered at the CPH Docs. Okay. Uh, but uh, unfortunately it had to be online because the corona uh, pandemic started right uh, one week before the festival. They were still saying it's going to happen, it's going to happen, but then it couldn't. Uh, and um, uh, it was uh, distributed here in Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. And so far it was seen by 550,000 viewers. Okay. And it is the most attended uh, documentary film of all times in the Czech uh, film industry. 
Congratulations. Uh, it's really amazing because uh, when you work on something for so long and it's quite hard work and then uh, you see that it's uh, get appreciated and that a lot of people come to see it and you can actually change something with it. Yeah. It's very regarding. And uh, right now we are talking to distributors all over the world because we have a really good sales agent, Outlook Film Sales from Vienna. And uh, it's going to be distributed in uh, October in Germany and then in the upcoming months, uh, Norway, Poland, Hungary, even Japan or South uh, Korea and other uh, places uh, are interested. So we will see what it's going to do. Is there any online platform that they can see? Uh, I get, you know, again, for viewers in America or around the world? Uh, we are uh, talking to uh, Netflix right now, okay. but we will see uh, if uh, we can agree on a deal. But uh, I think that would be really uh, good if uh, it would be possible to see it online on a VOD platform because then it could reach so many people Absolutely. and it could help a lot of uh, people then so I think it's worth it and I hope it will go through. Me too and hopefully this uh, program, this interview and podcast series will help lead for a larger distribution as well because it's a phenomenal film and I think it's important to escape the echo chamber too of just our little pockets and really kind of get it into communities as you say where men may be struggling they don't even know it but they need help yes, you know I think so. and it's really profound and uh, while we were making the film uh, we realized that uh, because there are quite a lot of explicit scenes and uh, yeah. some of the things are quite disturbing we knew that we cannot show this to the actually 12 year old uh, kids yeah. so we decided yeah. to make a special version that's called Caught in the Net Schools Out that is intended for viewers from 12 to 15 and uh, the explicit scenes are cut out and uh, we have uh, our three uh, actresses talking on camera saying these are the rules how to behave on the internet for example never send your nude picture to anyone if you do this is gonna happen and we show part of the film where, mm -hmm. uh, or never meet anyone in prison because uh, they could do some bad stuff to you for example we tried it for you and see this is not good mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, in the end, because we didn't want to end the film on the negative note, mm -hmm. uh, the girls are saying, but if you follow these rules, internet can be a really great tool. You can watch great films there. You can talk to your friends that live uh, right. across the globe. You can um, listen to cool podcasts or uh, other things, but you just have to follow the rules. Definitely, and understand that it is a tool that needs to be used appropriately. Yes. And I think, again, children uh, with their parents and teachers and all of us as adults, you know, need to be really aware of it, which is why the film is so important and needs to get out there as much as possible. So a few other questions are, what other ways have you learned to inspire changed thinking on this topic? You know, um, is your idea about this topic different now that you've gone on this journey? Mm -hmm. What are some of your transformations? I can tell you one story that uh, we learned before we started making the film and uh, it really changed my perspective. And it was a story of a girl from Brno, the second largest uh, city in the Czech Republic. Her father was a doctor, prominent family, and she was very well educated. And they talked about uh, this topic with her, so she knew how 
to behave on the internet. And one day uh, her phone died, so she went to her father's office and asked if she could uh, send something from her messenger on his phone. And he said, of, of course. And then she said, bye, I have to go to school. And uh, then he looked at the phone and he saw her messenger there. And he saw um, the messages and then suddenly there was the guy who looked very older and he uh, didn't know him and he was uh, really worried like mm-hmm. what's happening mm-hmm. so he looked into the uh, message and he saw that his uh, daughter is uh, texting uh, back and forth with this uh, uh, predator who was over 50 and uh, he was sending uh, very expensive photos she was sending uh, photos of herself uh, mm-hmm. and he was super shocked because uh, he was like what we talked about it so he showed it to his wife and then uh, they confronted the girl mm-hmm. and the girl told them that she was the only one at school who didn't have a predator it's kind of a trend and you are weird if you don't have anyone like that but she was aware that it's a bad thing to do so she created her own predator and she proved it because she had the look in uh, inf- uh, information for this uh, uh, predators so she was sending herself the photos wow. so she could show her classmates I have a predator too and when wow. we heard, heard this we said oh my god it's such a phenomenon that the, you there is a peer pressure for the kids to actually have a predator and what we decided is that we want to change this trend and we may we want to make it cool I'm a cool kid I'm well educated how to behave on the internet and I don't want to talk to any predators yeah and I think we are kind of uh, it's kind of happening we see like a lot of uh, kids uh, who talk to us uh, online on our Instagram or Facebook and they are telling us that uh, uh, they are changing the way they work on the internet and I think that's great but for example today our actress Teresa uh-huh. uh, she was in Brno showing the film to her kids and then having a discussion and she said that after the discussion seven girls came to her telling her that it's actually happening to them as well and she was very shocked because she said normally it's like one or two girls come but at this class it was seven so it's still happening and I think yeah. maybe the COVID pandemic kind of helped of it as well because the kids are online all, all the time, all the time. That's really profound, and I'm just going to sit with it, and listeners and viewers, hopefully you are as well, how can you make an inspired change, because it's complicated, and I think it just really comes down to when we're young, we are looking for belonging, and when we're older, we're looking for belonging, and if we didn't figure out how to belong to ourselves and to have healthy relationships, we keep perpetuating unhealthy behaviors, and some of what you just shared is just interesting, people trying to be like, I've got a predator, do you have a predator? Yeah. Funny. It's actually sick, I think. It's not well behavior. No, definitely. But uh, it's childlike behavior that needs to then be helped to grow through it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a personal question, but did you need therapy afterwards? Did you need to talk to someone and work through some stuff on your own? For the girls, we offered them therapy throughout the whole project. Uh, At the the beginning, they didn't want it. They said that they are totally okay. But after we finished shooting in the studio for 10 days, they took the computers and the phones home with them. And for three months, we were keeping on chatting with the predators because we need to do the dates uh, that happen in real life and we wanted to prove that uh, these men are willing to like talk to them for a really long time and it was uh, quite 
it uh, hard for them to be in this world and they could not talk about it with uh, a lot of people because it was still a secret. So we offered them help uh, and uh, two of these three girls actually wanted uh, to have therapy. For example, one of them uh, kept having dreams where mm. there was a Skype uh, sound going oh on gosh. and she could not uh, turn it off. That like, It was still in her head and she could not answer the phone or decline it. And uh, But when they talked to, to a therapist about it, uh, it actually really helped and they are okay now. But for the crew, I think it was good that we actually worked on it with a quite small group of people mm -hmm. and we are together all the time and uh, we kind of uh, helped each other. Uh, but uh, later on, I realized that maybe it would be healthy to have therapists uh, for the crew as well yeah. because uh, it was uh, quite a heavy stuff that yeah. we went through. Yeah, when I watched it, I definitely was thinking about I remember seeing you on camera, I saw your big eyeballs, they were like huge when you were collecting information and it's a lot it's just a lot and it's too much it's too much for one person so sometimes we ask for help and that's cool and for me especially after the topic that we are making the film was released last May when we were doing the crowdfunding mm -hmm. campaign it was like uh, eight months before the premiere so everybody knew that we made the film but they didn't see it yet but uh, the predators saw the girls in the whole material so they kind of found out that it's being made and I was a little bit worried about the security of the girls yeah. so we came up with the system how to protect them and it's still being you know, on and um, in effect and because uh, we didn't want uh, them to get hurt or being yeah. assaulted or something but uh, I think it went well nobody attacked them or anything in reality how old were the actors the blonde one was actually 18, so she was uh, just legal. And uh, the uh, brunette one, she was 21. And the ginger one is actually 23. Mm -hmm. And she looks this 12. young. <laughs> and uh, then there's this uh, moment at the end with the predator sneaky. Yeah. And she's actually half year older than the guy in real life. Really? So, But you, you could never say. Yeah, yeah. And the music, the music is amazing, but you will never listen to the Skype ringtone ever again. <laughs> Does it haunt you in your dreams? Uh, not in my dreams, but uh, when I hear a Skype sound, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I don't think it will ever go away, because for me it's always connected with uh, these Predator Skypes. But uh, we are putting the soundtrack on Spotify right now. Are it you? It should appear there in like a one month, <laughs> so <laughs> you can listen to it there. Yeah, the Skype uh, ringtone. Massive. A couple last questions, but with all of this, how did you deal with your anger? I saw it on camera. I saw how angry you were. What were some of the decompression rituals or ways that you manage? And I think these are questions for everybody. When we watch a film, when we go to a play, when we hear a song and it fires us up, how do we use that impetus and drive for positive change? For me, the best how to deal with the stress and uh, with the anger was to talk to the other people in the crew because you could share it with. Because uh, for the first 
the half of the year when we were making this film, I couldn't even tell my parents because mm. we must uh, keep it uh, secret so mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. So we talked about it, we went to a pub, have a beer and kind of process it together. And actually what we uh, did and we filmed was one lesson of self-defense with the girls Okay. Uh, because we wanted to have it in the film but later on we didn't want to put it there because we thought that it's going to bring the aggression to the film and mm. we thought it uh, doesn't fit there but uh, they had a chance uh, to actually beat up a guy in this uh, self-defense uh, mm. uh, lesson he was uh, covered with uh, the protective uh, gear but they could like hit him and I think that for them it was a little bit rewarding that they could like uh, process the anger through this. My last question, and I have more questions, but we'll leave them because we want you to see the film. Um, but so, two questions: What happened with that guy? Is he in uh, prison? The one from the. You know who I'm talking case. about. Uh, so what happened was uh, that the uh, police actually visited his house okay. and they found the children born in his computer. Okay. And uh, that's uh, even uh, much uh, worse. worse than what he was doing on our film. So he is being, uh, he's on the trial right now and he's going to be sentenced and he's going to go to jail. What other projects are you working on now? What's the future for Pavla? Uh, I'm actually working with Bara Khalubad, uh, one of okay. the directors right now, on uh, a film about uh, the uh, change of the law for gay people being able to Wonderful. get married. And uh, at first we thought, okay, let's do something more upbeat, uh, something that's going to be like fun and nice topic. But then we realized that the attitudes towards this topic in uh, the politics here in Czech Republic is uh, not very good. And then you must uh, keep uh, listening to people saying that being gay is an illness, that it's sick and that uh, we sh- they should get treated in the hospital and that they should not have the same rights as us. And I'm actually really ashamed that it's 2020 and there are people who have different rights than me living in this country or other countries. And I really hope it's going to change because uh, I'm really ashamed that it's not changed yet. Well, I think it's wonderful when you get to produce and work on projects that mean something to you and activate your passion and then inspire others to do the same. So um, any last thoughts about how uh, Caught in the Net, as well as this upcoming project, have helped you deepen your practice of empathy, compassion, managing anger, and just being of service, because that's one of the things I get from you, absolutely, is that you want to be of service. For me, it's very important to work on a project that actually has a meaning, it can actually change some social issue in the society, uh, open the debate, and even though if uh, our film would help to just one kid, mm, it would be absolutely. worth it. And always when I'm stressed or really tired, and can find the energy. I'm always like, but this has a meaning. And for example, later on, we were a little bit tired of the topic, but we uh, came up with this idea that we are going to show uh, the film at the European Parliament for mm. the 
people who can actually change something in a much bigger scale than here in Czech Republic. And it kind of, uh, again, like fire got me your going. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Um, last thoughts. How can people support your next project, but specifically Caught in the Net? How can people support it, see it? get the word out how can we be of service to you uh, we are still looking for partners for the outreach campaign throughout the whole world so for example if uh, someone would like to do something about it they could uh, contact either us or our sales agent mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, I think uh, one of the supporting things could be if the people would talk about the topic with a lot of people so the words gets out and uh, it's being discussed and it can change something and for our other uh, film we are going to do a, a crowdfunding campaign now in November so we are definitely okay. going to uh, Is there a website people can go to? to it's uh, called uh, Hit Hit uh, it's one of the Czech uh, crowdfunding uh, campaign uh, okay. sites it's, and called, it's spelled H-I-T 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 dot C-Z dot C-Z and for Caught in the Net is it Caught in the Net dot for Caught in the Net we have a website uh, that is uh, focused on the outreach campaign it's a uh, CT film V S I T I F I L M dot C Z and there is the English version. Okay. Well I'm sure we can get that and put it on our website too. Yes. So Pablo thank you so much for your time. Thank um, you. It was lovely meeting you and spending time with you today. Yeah. Thank Me. you for the interview. Thank you very much. Yeah definitely. Thank you. Thank you everybody.